Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app.
Welcome back to Mondo Jazz, the Radio Free Brooklyn weekly program dedicated to international jazz, coming right after Mike Joseph and another great installment of the Jerry Curl Chronicles. We open today with Conception, the famous composition by George Shearing, performed by Paul Motion and the Electric Bebop Band, which was possibly the most uh, extroverted among Paul Motion's uh, many projects. And this tune is one of the most extroverted among those recorded by the Electric Bebop Band. Uh, With this song, therefore, I'd like to introduce the theme of today's episode of Mondo Jazz, uh, which is joy. Something that we all need more of, especially on a day with such a lousy weather as today. Later in the show, we will also feature an interview to Amir El-Safar concerning his uh, joy and awe-inspiring Rivers of Sound Orchestra, which will be performing on the 10th of February at the New York University Skirball Center. Joy is a feeling of uh, great pleasure and happiness, and we're all familiar with the fact that the music can really contribute to such a state. In turn, uh, celebrations are always accompanied by music. So, for most of us, music is synonym with a positive state of mind. And I read somewhere that the people that do not respond positively to music apparently have some form of uh, neuropathway blockages in their brain. So, it's kind of a physiological response. But why music has uh, such an effect on us? Neuroscience has uh, shown that uh, when uh, pleasurable music is heard, uh, dopamine is released. And it turns out that this happens not only when the music rises to a peak emotional moment, but also several seconds before, during what we might call the anticipation phase. And I'd be very flattered if, uh, you know, waiting for Mondo Jazz, it would already start releasing some dopamine in your system. Who knows? But whatever the scientific explanation might be, we're all very familiar with this feeling. So today we'll try to focus on music that has a very positive vibe and hopefully will help you release tons of dopamine. So let's continue with more music by great drummers. And it seems to me that drum must be the most fun instrument one could possibly play. So it's not a surprise that joy comes easy to drummers. And if you have ever seen drummer Joey Barron perform, you must have certainly wondered how much dopamine is going in his system while he's playing. He's obviously the portrait of joy when he's on stage, which is no wonder considering the great musicians he's uh, usually surrounded by. So let's play some of his music from a 1999 album entitled We'll Soon Find Out. Here is Junior, featuring an all-star lineup with Arthur Blight on alto saxophone, Bill Frizzell on guitar, and Ron Carter on bass, together, of course, with the leader, Joy Barron, on drums.
These were three more tracks uh, that should have infused you with uh, more joy, if possible. We started with Joey Barron and Junior from, uh, we'll soon find out, on the Intuition label. We then moved on uh, with a tune performed by one of the best bands uh, uh, when you're looking for a joyful energy, and that's uh, Medeski, Martin and Wood. Um, this is a composition that was uh, programmatically entitled We Are So Happy from one of their early albums, Friday Afternoon in the Universe, uh, released in 1995 by Vision, And the third and last track we just heard uh, was uh, Like Life by British pianist uh, Django Bates with the Danish uh, Radio Jazz Orchestra. Django Bates has a knack for writing music that is uh, so joy-inspiring that they should be able to lift your spirits in even the direst uh, circumstances. And uh, Like Life is the album that he recorded after winning the Jazz Par which is considered as the jazz equivalent of the Nobel Prize, an occasion that uh, must have uh, certainly filled uh, Django Bates with joy. Uh, the Jazzpire Prizes were awarded between 1990 and uh, 2004, and Django Bates uh, received his in uh, 1997. After that, uh, he toured uh, with the Danish Radio Jazz Orchestra, with which he then uh, released the Like Life album. And we understand that Django Bates may be performing in New York around May or June, uh, with uh, his uh, trio, which is named Beloved. Um, we're definitely looking forward to that source of uh, live joy. Let's now continue with another episode and a very frequent collaborator of Django Bates, and I'm referring to drummer Steve Arguelles, with whom uh, Django Bates has collaborated in many settings, including in the Loose Tubes, uh, the seminal British uh, jazz big band, uh, which was active during the mid uh, to late 1980s. This is an orchestra which uh, representing the launching pad uh, for the career of many of today's most interesting British jazz players, including, of course, uh, uh, Django Bates and Steve Arguelles. From uh, his album Busy Listening, we'll uh, listen to Nancy D, which uh, he co-wrote with Django Bates.
where three more compositions are going along today's uh, theme of uh, joy. Uh, we started the set with uh, Steve Arguelles and, and Nancy D from the CD entitled uh, Busy Listening on the Babel label from the UK. Uh, we then moved on to Muset Explosion, uh, which is a gorgeous project featuring uh, Will Holshauser on accordion, Matt Munisteri on guitar and Marcus Rojas on tuba. As the name uh, suggests, this is a band that plays an updated and jazz-infused version of the Muset music style, dance music that was uh, pretty popular in Paris 1880s and uh, continues to thrive to this day uh, through various waves of popularity. The composition performed by Musette Explosion is a Musette classic entitled uh, Douce Joie, uh, which is the French for Sweet Joy. And this was composed by one of the key figures of uh, Musette music, uh, Guy Viseur. We then moved on to music of another musician with a deep understanding of uh, how to make people happy and joyful and make them dance until, to use the title of one of his uh, most famous songs, The Joint is Jumping. Uh, the composition we heard was entitled Mama Sita, and uh, the composer we're talking about is Fats Waller. This uh, last tune, uh, Mama Sita, was performed by the remarkable band The New Mellow Edwards, led by trombonist uh, Curtis Hasselbring. Let's continue with more music coming out of Brooklyn uh, with a saxophonist uh, Michael Blake. Michael Blake is based here in Brooklyn, but he hails from Canada, and he often goes back there and collaborates with uh, some of the best uh, Canadian musicians on the jazz scene uh, in uh, uh, Canada, which is very, very active. The band that we're about to hear uh, features uh, one of his uh, projects uh, from Canada and is uh, entitled Amor de Cosmos. And uh, from that CD, here is The Wash Away.
You're listening to Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are a non-profit organization and we are pretty much self-funding, but of course we do have considerable costs uh, to run this operation. So if you like uh, what you're hearing on this station, you might consider supporting us uh, with a pledge of your choice or getting one of our t-shirts, hats, or other cool merchandise from www.radiofreebrooklyn.com slash donate. We heard three more tunes along tonight's theme of uh, joy, which I hope uh, has uh, helped increase your level of dopamines. And we started off with uh, Michael Blake and The Wash Away, a composition from his uh, CD Amor de Cosmos, evoking a certain uh, South African vibe uh, with uh, trumpeter uh, Brett Turner playing a tribute to Hugh Masekela, the South African jazz master who recently passed away. Right after that, uh, we then moved to another South African master, Dollar Brand, who later adopted the name of Abdullah Ibrahim. The composition we heard was one of his uh, most influential, uh, both musically and socially. It was entitled Mandenberg. Dollar Brand lived in exile to escape apartheid. Uh, he mostly spent the 1960s and 70s living in Europe and in the US, uh, making brief uh, trips to South Africa to record. And uh, he recorded this song in 1974 during one of his uh, trips to Cape Town where he would uh, frequently play and become a central figure in what is now referred to as uh, Cape Jazz. The song uh, is entitled after the township of Mannenberg, uh, which was considered uh, symbolic uh, with respect to apartheid, just like uh, Soweto is um, and was. The producer of the album uh, began to play Mannenberg uh, from the loudspeakers outside his store, even before the album was released, and uh, managed to sell uh, 5,000 copies of the recording in the first week of sales. The album became one of the masterpieces of uh, South African jazz and further increased the popularity of Dollar Brand, not only in South Africa, but also abroad. Menenberg is also the name of a jazz club in Cape Town, but also of one in Harare, the capital of the neighboring Zimbabwe. And that is the venue that inspired the last song we heard, entitled The Last Night at the Menenberg by pianist Ryan Cohen, who wrote it after a successful performance at that club where he was inspired by the sound of the Zimbabwean thumb piano called Mbira. Cape Jazz is characterized by this fusion of jazz and South African musical traditions, which gives birth to a music that is joyful, as it is also the symbol of resilience of that people against the most difficult circumstances of living under apartheid. And to this capacity of finding joy in the direst of circumstances is dedicated also Uh, the next composition, which is entitled Joy in Spite of Everything by Italian pianist Stefano Bollani.
There was more joy in the form of uh, jazz music. We just heard uh, two compositions, the first by Stefano Bollani, Joy in Spite of Everything, from the CD of the same title, which uh, was released on uh, the ECM label. And after that, David Murray, Morning Song, uh, also from a CD with the same title, uh, this time on the Italian label Black Saint. But for now, let's leave the joy theme aside for a minute, and we'll get back to it. For now, let's focus on a concert of great interest that is coming up in a few days. On the 10th of February, the New York University's Kerbal Center will present uh, Amir El-Safar's Rivers of Sound, an ambitious project that uh, brings together 17 musicians from a very wide range of traditions, ranging from Iraqi Makam to American jazz to Indian music. The music incorporates elements of Makam modal music of the Middle East with jazz and other contemporary practices to create a unity uh, filtered through Amir El-Safar's personal sensibility. This is the kind of music that, uh, thanks to its uh, multicultural nature, goes hand-in-hand with the mission of Mondo Jazz of looking at jazz from all over the world to identify commonalities that bridge differences. This concert will focus on the music that was featured on the album entitled Not Two, which was released uh, last summer on the new Amsterdam label. The NYU Skirball Center performance will be the last of a tour that uh, started in Chicago. And Chicago is where Amir El-Safar was born in 1977 in a family of academics from the U.S. and Iraq. He is based in New York since 1999, and uh, over the years he has built a unique body of music uh, looking uh, for an organic uh, synthesis of his diverse cultural backgrounds, starting with his uh, 2006 uh, debut album entitled Makams of Baghdad. Bringing together different styles and sources of inspiration at times can come across as forced or artificial, but in the case of uh, Amir El-Safar, it is the natural outcome of growing up surrounded by a diverse range of influences. All of the elements that I'm working with are elements that are familiar to me, um, coming from musical worlds that I have lived in and experiencing them kind of in their natural environment, feeling what that energy is like and understanding kind of what the musical phrases mean within the cultural context. So, you know, oftentimes a particular musical gesture uh, isn't just a collection of notes and rhythms, but it actually relates to speech, it relates to how people emote, how people respond to life situations. And you can hear it in the sound, um, especially if you've kind of spent time in that culture. And similarly with jazz and, and, and with blues as well, where I used to go to a lot of blues clubs during my um, time living in Chicago, it was a really important, it was kind of like going to church for me. So I never felt in my composition that I was um, integrating elements that were foreign or exotic or that I didn't understand. It's all stuff that I feel I can relate to. And then looking beyond the musical material to find sort of the the essence and what is the DNA or what is the basic, what are the basic units um, having to do with sound and having to do with rhythm having to do with how the the interaction and and the, and what do these mean within a culture and then what are their universal um and then eventually understanding all of these disparate parts as existing on one continuum so they're not it's not integrating foreign elements it's not combining things that have nothing to do with each other um microtonal music is 
embedded within tonal music and tonal music is part of microtonal music it's all equal temperament is on the same continuum as microtones they're not they don't exist separately from one another and it took me many years to understand that not just as an idea or concept but experientially to to really go inside and feel the resonance playing you know on my trumpet or retuning pianos or retuning vibraphones and you know getting into the 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 essence of the sound
That was Hijaz 21.8 by Rivers of Sound, the ensemble led by trumpeter Amil Safar from the 2017 album entitled Not Two. This project will perform on the 10th of February at the NYU Skirball Center. And this is the kind of ensemble and music that uh, sounds great on CD, but sounds amazing in a live setting. So this definitely looks like uh, one of the best concerts of the month for New York with amazing musicians intent in blending music of Western, Middle Eastern and Indian origins. The beauty, but also the challenge of projects that blend uh, different uh, sources of inspirations uh, lies in the potential of bringing together different audiences and exposing them uh, both to new sounds and to new interpretations of the sounds they're familiar with. So the familiar then becomes the entryway into the unfamiliar. Discovering something new this way is not only a gentle way to do it, it's also a non-threatening experience, but most importantly, it shows that perhaps, after all, things and people that were considered different in reality are much, much more similar to us than we originally thought. Focusing on the familiar can be comforting, but also a bit lazy. And on the other hand, discovering the unfamiliar can be at the very least refreshing and it's best exhilarating. As Amir El-Safar describes in his interview, recalling a concert uh, he played in Abu Dhabi, as well as how a personal path of cultural and self-discovery inevitably becomes socio-political in its connotations. I've had a really positive reaction from Western audiences, but also a lot of um, Arabic listeners um, really take to this music as well because it's again it's something very familiar like the melodies are something that people can relate to and yet they're being presented in some kind of new way and sort of sort of surprising um, I think the, the, the best moment uh, for me was when we played in Abu Dhabi in 2016 and the first few rows were filled with uh, Emiratis you know people from the United Arab Emirates who were mostly I mean, they looked pretty traditional and I think they probably mostly listened to traditional Arabic music and then the rest of the audience was mostly um, NYU students and it was the NYU Abu Dhabi campus so Americans internationals and, and I remember we were playing a piece of mine called Georgina over three it's from the not two album and I remember looking at the people in the front rows the Emiratis that were um, bobbing their head to the Georgina rhythm, which is a 10-8 rhythm that's native to Iraq. And then looking at the rest of the, and the people were, were bobbing their heads to the, the, the threes, the, the sort of more swing rhythm that was um, coming more out of jazz. And so as I was looking at everybody's movement in the room, it was almost like I could see the polyrhythm playing out among the audience. So it was like everybody was keying into the thing that they could understand and then whatever was this sort of unfamiliar element was just this a new flavor or a new uh, setting for to exist what's really been the driving force and what's been my motivation throughout has been the sound and searching for a sound that resonates with me and sort of to the core of my being it is ultimately a form of personal expression and sort of finding myself through sound when I first started learning Iraqi maqam and I discovered that hardly anybody in Iraq was performing it so I felt sort of a imperative or a need to kind of uh, preserve the tradition 
And then, of course, coming to the United States and performing this music at a time when um, the U.S. was at war with Iraq and how to, you know, sort of introduce this this culture because people were curious to know what, what, you know, something else about Iraq other than its political history and violence and dictatorship and war. So to that extent, um, there was a sort of a political bent. And then finally, like today, combining with American music is sort of a way of, of reconciling what on the surface thought to be two very different cultures. And in order for my to understand my own existence, I have to understand how these uh, cultures and these worlds, uh, where's their common resonance. And now that's expanded beyond just Iraqi and American and beyond me and my personal story to find the essence uh, of sound and music as it's practiced all over the world.
just heard Jurina Over 3 by the Amir El Safar's River Sound Ensemble, which will be performing on the 10th of February at the NYU's Skirball Center. That brings us very close to the end of uh, today's episode of Mondo Jazz. I would like to thank you for listening to us and uh, remind you to stay tuned for another installment of uh, Rob Pritchard's uh, Bushwick Garage. We will be back next week uh, with more jazz joy. In the meanwhile, you can find our archive shows online on uh, Radio Free Brooklyn's website or on Mixcloud, Podomatic.com and iTunes. Mondo Jazz archive episodes are also featured on AllAboutJazz.com, uh, the greatest online uh, jazz source. But before closing, one more track dedicated to Joy. This is Dewey Ridman's uh, quartet from the ECM album uh, The Struggle Continues. Here is uh, another tune dedicated to the Joy. This time the joy of living, joie de vivre. Mm-hmm.